Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You hear the space heaters? Yeah, they're still going. In fact, it's getting colder here. It's getting a lot colder here. It's getting so cold, it's one of those kind of weather days where you're looking out the window and the frost is still out everywhere and you're going, maybe I'll just ride inside today. Does that make me a weak person? Probably. Oh, well. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Interviews. I'm Pat Bulger in the Pack Filler Studios. Heated studios, we have power, we have heat, we have all the wonderful amenities that go with living in a modern society. Today on the show, I'm fortunate enough to catch up with the one and only Yoga for Cyclists. If you've seen him on Instagram, if you've seen him on any of his social media or his website, yes, Yoga for Cyclists. Gabriel Benjamin is on the pack filler today. Good talk with him about something that I really don't know very much about but need to know more about. You probably heard Paul talk about how he's big into yoga and getting these things going, and I truly need to do it myself. I've got shoulder issues. I've got core weakness issues, and I probably just need to chill the hell out every so often. And so it was good to kind of catch up with Gabriel and talk to him about some of the things in terms of how yoga can be. Sure, it can be intimidating, but to get the right instructor and to get the right class and get the right focus going, I think is the key to making it work. And, uh, and Gabriel Benjamin is one of those kind of guys. So before I get to the actual interview itself, just want to let everybody know that club pack filler is happening the first week of February. Get ready, get ready. It's going to be cool. You guys, all kinds of specials discounts from some of our favorite sponsors and corporate partners entry into our eight event series we're going to be doing at least eight events this year also uh, you know our online events our do-it-yourself events and live and in-person events that are all going to be happening and if you're a member of club pack filler you're already entered it costs you nothing i'm telling you guys between the the sponsorship benefits the discounts the swag we're going to be sending you it's like i think i did the math and you know me i'm not very good with math but i think we're looking at like two to three times the value of the membership just in gear you're getting all for being a member of club pack filler so stay tuned to that i think i said and the, the great analogy is if you buy yourself a pint every so often and maybe once a month you pick up an inner tube or or something like that you've already paid for the club pack filler membership going to have three different tiers of pricing and everything's going to be great we're going to be unveiling that first week in february so stay tuned for that one hey you guys gabriel benjamin on the pack filler
All right, everybody. Today's guest is the source for, uh, and let's be honest, this is this is the source for my weakness. This is my uh, my kryptonite, which I desperately so need to work on, and that's uh, that's all the things that happen to go with the word uh, yoga. He is a cyclist, and he is the man behind the Yoga for Cyclists Instagram, which is where I found him, and you probably found him on some other sources and voice uh, videos that you've seen over the internet. But uh, let's get his perspective. Welcome to the show, Gabriel Benjamin. How are you, man? I'm doing well. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Pat. No, thank you. So, first of all, before we even get into it, um, this is a weird time, man. Um, how does one uh, teach yoga, and, and I know that you're raising a family and doing all that kind of stuff, in this time of insanity with COVID and all that kind of stuff going on? Uh, yeah, it's definitely... Um, it's a difficult time, uh, although I think it's considering cycling hasn't been canceled. I know Europe had yeah. a shutdown where they were not allowed to ride, but like when I go for a bike ride, I'm like, ah, the world's normal. Things are good. I'm doing my favorite thing. <laughs> and then the rest of the time it's like, ah, oh, this is not so favorable. But, um, for teaching it's, it's, I've been very fortunate. I've been able to pivot my business and, and I stream classes on YouTube and, um, and I'm in California and we've had a, relatively dry winter not so much that it's going to be a drought hopefully but um i've been teaching outdoor classes with a lot of social distancing um so uh but yeah it's it's a lot to balance especially with uh with our son baby jonah is about to turn nine months oh man um but it's been it's been cool i've i've appreciated you know challenging my um sort of my internal flexibility you know my mental (laughs) flexibility and, and pivoting uh, and trying to to make it work and and I've I've recommitted I've been doing yoga for cyclists and yoga for athlete programs but more on the side and I've committed to to targeting that as as my main focus on business so I'm I'm putting a lot more into that and coming up with all kinds of great programs um, for athletes and yoga for cyclists specifically so um, uh, I'm not happy that the world is in flux but I've I've appreciated how I've been able to adapt my life around it. And, um, and also just to reinforce, like, you know, spending time outside, especially cycling, but, you know, hiking yoga outside it, it, that's, that's all I need to feel fulfilled. So, um, you know, it's, there's definitely silver lining, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been hectic, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, it, uh, amen. And and it's you know try, trying to find the diamond in the rough and uh, understanding that you know you can make this pivot and this focus to this specific demographic that might be needing this. And <laughs> trust me, we do. Uh, so, well, tell me about your history with first of all with cycling, and then how and and what came first, the yoga or the cycling, and and how they came to meet each other in your lives, in your life. Yeah. Um... Well, the yoga came first, but the consistency and the, the real dedication um, was first with cycling. So uh, my mom has been doing yoga for a long, long time. She's a yoga teacher also. Um, and when I was 11 years old, I did one year of independent study because the elementary school I had went to fifth grade and then the junior high I was scheduled to go to was did seventh and eighth. So my parents decided rather than have me change schools twice in two years, we do one year of independent study, travel a bit. And, you know, I, I was not a jock as a kid. I was actually kind of the picked last for basketball type of, <laughs> you know, shorter, <laughs> smaller kids, which was, you know, when I became a cyclist, I was like, oh, cool. Being small works for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, uh, my mom was like, well, you can do yoga for PE. And I was like, yes, anything that's not sports, I'll do yoga. That sounds great. <laughs> and um, so I was 11 years old and I did yoga classes about three times a week. And um, apparently I was, I did fine. I mean, I wasn't superbly flexible or anything like that, but like I was, I was good at, at um, just being calm and, and not disrupting the class. Like when I have parents bring their kids to my class, I say, Hey, don't worry about if they're doing bad form or don't try and fix them and, you know, practice next to them and talk to them about what they should or shouldn't do. So long as they don't disrupt the class, it's all fine. The kids are super resilient, so they don't need to do things perfectly. So, but I was just, I just do my thing in the corner and apparently, um, I don't remember it that well, but apparently I was 
I was pretty good. And, um, and then I didn't touch it for seven years or so. Um, and when I was, when I was 15, I was starting to ride my mountain bike and I put some slicks on my mountain bike, but I got a road bike when I was 16. And that's kind of really when I became a cyclist. And, um, my uncle gave me, um, one of his old road bikes that, you know, it had the cables coming out Oh yeah. the top of the brake hoods. It was a lugged steel, uh, Miata nine twelve. And I now had uh, wooden soled shoes with the slots cut and the toe clips and straps and, um, 42-24 in the back, which is how I hurt my back. <laughs> Trying to climb all the steep hills yeah. on, on that ridiculous, inhumane gear. Um, and um, But I, I love that thing. I rode it every day, and, and eventually I demolished it in an accident, unfortunately. But um, I... Um, I got another bike and, and, you know, I was just, I was just hooked from, from the moment I first got on a road bike. Um, and, um, I like all forms of cycling. Um, but I, I ride on the road mostly. Um, and, um, so yeah, I, I trained really consistently, um, for a couple of years. And then I got into racing when I was about 18 I got my driver's license so I could drive to races. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> now you're touching base with probably a big amount of the listeners here who are like, Oh, okay. I'll get it. <laughs> yeah. I put off, I put off uh, the high school I went to was kind of a ways away and I just, I got a road bike and I just started riding to high school and my, we used my dad's address. He had a home office. And so I'd get there, shower, walk to school. Um, and then, uh, ride home and and I'd usually take the long way so I was getting in you know between 20 and 35 miles just commuting to school oh, yeah. um, in um, junior and senior year and that was really good it, it sort of changed my whole life gave me confidence and kind of something that I felt like I was into and good at which I, I never really quite had that and um, yeah I was I was so hooked that I decided to, to race um, and just did so much training and, and, um, pushing myself that I destroyed my back. So, oh. um, you know, and then my mom, when, when I was 11, she wasn't a teacher yet, but, um, she became a teacher when I was about 17 and I, I did a little bit with her when she was doing her practice teaching at home when I was 17. But, you know, just before my back was bad, she got me into doing some class. She's like, you need to do some class and doing all this cycling, your legs are sore, you should do some yoga. And so um, I was doing class, and I, and I dug it, but I was like, you know, this is kind of strengthening, and I, I kind of just want to stretch, and and I don't like these back bends and these poses that make my back muscles sore. And, you know, um, so I, I would do class in the winter when I would ride less, and um, I would start to race and, and just – let the class go away and, and stick with all the poses that I liked, which were pretty much all forward bends. And then when you're riding, you're in a forward bend constantly. <laughs> and, and so I just, I just completely like demolished my back, uh, from not having good posture and not doing proper muscle balance cross training. And, um, um, yeah. And it was, that was, that was difficult because I was feeling pretty, pretty damn good for about, three years of cycling every day. And then I really didn't feel good oh, cycling God. and even just getting out of bed and walking, you know, my, my sacrum was so twisted that it just hurt to move. So, wow. um, so yeah, I, I got into teacher training actually not even with the idea of becoming a teacher, but just to fix my back. So, <laughs> um, so what do you, what do you say to the people? Uh, and, and I don't mean to be, uh, you know, and I don't mean this as a bias, but there is a bias. There is a, a general stereotype when people tend to think of that word yoga. And I'm sure we, you know, you probably have had to deal with it quite constantly. What do you say to, especially these cyclists who are so image conscious and, and worried about these types of things and they think they're going to go into a specific environment or they're hesitant to become involved because of these prior stereotypes that are associated with, with the art form, if, if you will? Um, 
I, I understand that completely. A, a lot of times I use terms like mobility and core or stretching or, or whatnot. Um, you know, if you're down for doing yoga, then do some yoga. If you, if that doesn't resonate with you, then do something for your body. Like you need to wow. take care of your body, yeah. you know, cause cycling, cycling isn't enough. It, I mean, it's definitely the most fun and, and my favorite thing, but it's, it's very, uh, you know, the posture of it isn't good. The, the muscle balance is not there. You know, certain muscles get way strong and other muscles are neglected and your body is just prone to injury if you don't have a pretty decent amount of strength in, in a lot of different muscles, um, as well as range of motion. But um, actually, the strength of the little muscles is probably equally, if not more important than, than flexibility. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I created my brand of yoga for cyclists and, and my attitude about it, which is like, hey, you know what? Like, we all love riding our bikes and it's good to feel good when we ride our bikes. So let's do some yoga too. It's, it's not like super fluffy and super spiritual and it's not like, Hey, you know, let me be your guru, touch my feet, give me all your money. (laughs) 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 Um, type of stuff, you know, it's, it's, which is out there in the yoga world that, that stuff has, has frustrated me too. The, the sort of, um, you know, kind of sometimes weird vibes that you get from from people who, in my opinion, there's sometimes people just trying way too hard to be spiritual. Yeah. You know, and and I like I like feeling light and open and free and meditation and and you know spirituality if you want to call it like that. But just you know, just being a, a nice, cool person is is all you need <laughs> rather than trying to be you know the the next ascended being. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, so that's why I'm very excited to, um, yeah. you know, uh, network with, um, with my like-minded people. I always felt sort of felt like a little bit of a black sheep in the yoga world, even though I could kind of speak their language. I, you know, I was, I was primarily, at least in my head, a cyclist yeah. and, um, you know, so there's a, there's just a grittier, more sarcastic, more sort of salt of the earth quality to to that crew of people. And, um, so sometimes I, I didn't quite resonate with, a a lot of the yoga people. Um, but, um, but the yoga is really good. I mean, yeah. and I was fortunate, like I, I tell you the story of being so injured and limping, but truthfully I was fortunate to have that happen early. And I was fortunate to have a family member who was just like, Hey, you know, this is, this is what you need. Um, and, and have the early exposure, you know, I feel like yoga is, or any activity similar to language. Like if you have that early exposure, then you're not going to feel quite so, uh, awkward doing it as an adult. Um, so, so I got into just learning about my body and figuring out why I was in so much pain and I'm 40 years old now and I still have pain in my joints from time to time, but I know how to nip things in the bud. And it, it's, it's never like it was in my, you know, late teens and, and early twenties, you know, it was, yeah. it was a bad patch for a while. And, um, you know, I, I felt, um, really, you know, a lot, a lot older than I actually was. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, and, and to say for, you know, and I, I was thinking about this as I, as you were responding to this, to say that cycling doesn't have a, uh, a spiritual or a meditative type of a, of an element would be a complete lie. I can't tell you how many times I've been on, on rides either by myself or with, with a small group of friends and things like that. And I, and I have that reflection time, that, that introspective moments and, and those types of things. And that's one of the reasons why I've loved the sport for so long. I've spent so many years training by myself and that is when I truly enter that meditative state. I, I get lost in a, in a world for hours at a time. And, and I would, I would assume my little experience with yoga would, would try to encourage some of that and, and peacefulness and, and, and we all find our solace on the bike. And, and this probably has very similar traits to it itself. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had some, perhaps my most clear moments you know, cycling up, you know, one of those steep climbs that you just have to yeah. concentrate completely on. You get in the rhythm with your breath, and it is kind of like a meditation. Um, the the thing is, though, is um, 
like a, a, a gentle seated meditation or a little yoga practice, um, it, it's, it's something you can access. Like if it's, if it's sleeting outside or if it's dark or if, you know, you, you can't access, um, you know, that, that perfect clarity on your bike every time you ride or yeah. maybe some of you can, but I can't. Oh. Um, but you can, you can do a little meditation on your own. Um, you know, sometimes we get in really stressful situations on rides or we have crashes or we have near, near misses and stuff with cars and, yeah. and, you know, you can go to a little sort of quiet corner in the house, do some deep breathing, do some stretching, do some muscle balance work, maybe meditate for a couple minutes. And, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a guarantee of, of, peace and safety versus the, yeah. the riding sometimes it's just incredibly blissful and sometimes it's just literally horrific you know um <laughs> yeah so tell me about the the um this cycling specific uh concept that you, that you put together in terms of first of all what do cyclists you see tend to neglect what do we desperately need to to focus upon and and refresh upon and then um how does this incorporate it into what you're doing um well i'll i'll start with the answer of what cyclists need to focus on um the more experience i have is people need to focus on individual needs um and that there's no one answer for that so i'll get to the general answer of, of what i think cyclists should focus on um what I've experienced in yoga classes, like general classes, and general classes vary depending on style and teacher, and you know, there's so much variability in, in general yoga. But if you say you were to go to a class that's a, a class that would make you sweat, not necessarily a super hard workout class, but a class that's not designed to be restorative, that does strengthening poses, you're probably going to do chair pose and warrior pose, warrior one, two. Um, and crescents and side angles and all these poses that contract your quads. Um, and if you're on a week long vacation and you're off your bike, then that's great. Do that every day. But if you're riding hard every day, you know, it's like you, you come home from a ride and your quads are thrashed and it's like, Hey, you know, what would be great is to work my quads even more. It's <laughs> like, you know, I, I know I was beating my head against the wall outside, but it seems like it'd be fun to do inside. The too. walls are so much um, prettier in here. I think I'll hit them over here. So it's, yeah. I, I, I found that, that general yoga is, is, I mean, I think it's good to do as a cyclist. It's definitely better than nothing, but, but doing a lot of it, I think, is, is redundant. Um, and um, I think we need to strengthen our hamstrings a little bit more. I think we need to stretch the quads. Um, one of my coaches back when I was racing, she was a professional in, in both uh, road, cross, uh, cross-country mountain biking at, at one point. And I, we were friends before she was my coach and, and I got her into yoga and she got good at it quite quickly. And, and um, she was saying, you know, I, I love class and I'm feeling great in my body, but there's there's like hardly any quadriceps stretches, and that's what I want. Wow. And there are those stretches in in the the you know yoga pantheon, but um, in modern classes and what what is popular in in modern sequencing, sometimes there's a lot of hamstring stretching and maybe forward bending, which is like rounding your spine, and a lot of quadricep strengthening, maybe a little bit of stretching of it. But so I try and approach um, strengthening the hamstrings more, stretching them without rounding the the low back, which there's a handful of specific stretches that target the hamstrings but don't round the low back. Um, and um, stretching the quads, stretching the hip flexors, avoiding strengthening poses. Um, especially on, on days or, or weeks where you're doing a heavy training load. Um, so, okay. yeah. So for individuals that, you know, if someone came to me and said, Hey, I, I like to ride two hours on the weekend and I commute three times a week, which ends up being 10 miles each commute. Um, I would say just, you know, do yoga and emphasize a few specific things, but just, just do class and, and it's probably going to be just fine. Uh, if you came to me and said, Hey, I'm putting in, you know, 15 to 30 hours and, you know, have X, Y, and Z crashes and injuries, then yeah. 
then I would have very specific stuff that I would be encouraging you to do. And um, in general, I notice cyclists tend to want to kind of um, be a little bit too competitive and, and be hard on themselves mentally. <laughs> and so a big part of my work is not just like do these stretches or do this core work is, is like, all right, to take it easy on yourself. If you go to class and people are more flexible than you, don't worry about it. Like enjoy your breath, enjoy the good feelings and, and be patient. And, and also don't even try to be super good. If you get good at yoga, that's fine. But there's, there's plenty of research that shows that hyperflexibility dilutes the ability to have explosive performance in sports. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, I, I would encourage people to have a certain amount of flexibility because it does help with aerodynamics. But, um, you know, you, you don't need to, to, to go for the PR in yoga. Save that for for your big days on the bike. <laughs> and, and so I'm not going to lie. Um, whenever I've done this, whenever I've attempted it, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's the fact that I have dyslexic issues. I did as a, as a kid. And when I, when I have these videos, I'm doing these things at home. Uh, I find myself with a TV or a screen somewhat above my head. I'm on the ground doing these things. And, uh, the, the, the instructor is saying things at a, at a pretty brisk pace and I'm finding myself getting lost in the fact that I'm getting frustrated the fact that I have to look up to see what this instructor is doing and then back down and look up and look back down and things like that and um, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie that's why I tend to sometimes just go yeah, I can't do this forget it you know, yeah, um, no. what's, what's the learning curve like? And, and you, you mentioned that, you know, that we as cyclists all expect to do everything. And, oh God, I got to stretch harder than that guy, you know, which is absolutely a perfect example, but about as pig headed as we could get. Um, mm -hmm. tell me about the learning curve and, and, and methods in which, um, how we should approach it, especially us as, as newbies. Um, there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, one of the sayings I have is, is ride your bike fast, do yoga slow. Um, now, so, some people, I'm, I'm a yoga for all cyclist teachers. So if you like to cruise and ride your bike slow, then thumbs up to that. If, if you're a professional, then, you know, I have work and ideas for you as well. So I, I appreciate all speeds of cyclists. Uh, especially as I get older, become a slightly slower cyclist myself. <laughs> um, but um, um, doing yoga slow, like going into a stretch slowly or doing a, a spinal extension slowly um, is good to not injure yourself because you can hurt yourself doing the thing that's designed to not hurt yourself, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and breathing slowly, you know, getting getting your cortisol to come down getting your nervous system to, to calm down um and and having slow expectations you know you, you don't expect you know if, if if you've never ridden a bike before you don't expect to go and crush 100 miles you know yeah, yeah. and just like you'd want to do a 10 mile ride and a 20 mile and then you know 30 50 70 100 you would want to to approach yoga in a, in a slow way as well um and the, the less you can focus on somebody else, especially if you're in a group setting, um, the better off I think, I think you're going to be because it shouldn't be about who's, you know, 
coming closest to the floor with their hands or their head or whatever the stretch is. It, it should be <laughs> who feels the best afterwards. Yeah. You know, there's there's people who are incredibly flexible and it's never quite enough for them. And and I've been there when I was being really high achieving with yoga as well. Um, and and I've known people who are who are you know getting into really bad mental places with trying to be you know crazy flexible um and it 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 just starts to be pretty silly it's sort of like what's the point you know um so yeah just just having having patience with yourself you know like if you um one of my goals is is to have people who study with me have have a mental dialogue about what they're doing similarly to how i would answer to one of their questions or, or ex- expressions of feelings. Like if, if a friend who was a tight cyclist said, Hey man, I felt insecure in that class and I felt really awkward and, and I, I feel bad about being the least flexible person. My response would be like, don't worry about it. Just breathe, have patience with yourself, be kind to yourself, take a break if you need, you know, don't overdo it, you know, just enjoy. And so if, if someone can, um, you know, we all have moments where our emotions or our negative inner dialogue is starting to to bring us down. Whether it's you know feeling like we are going to fail on a steep climb, or you know whether we're struggling in a yoga class. And if we can if we can switch on our you know our healthy coach inner dialogue and be like, it's okay, you're doing fine, just be consistent, then then that's great. If if I could train people well enough to to have a a positive message for themselves when they're just, you know, not feeling so great about what they're doing, just be grateful that they are doing something for themselves, then, then that would be huge. Wow. Okay. Um, you just did, and I, I can mention his name cause I've had Phil on the show before you did a series with, with Phil Guyman, um, who, uh, I'm sure 99.9% of the listeners all know who that, who that guy is. Um, and, um, you know, Phil is something that you know, obviously an anomaly. The guy's, I don't think he's ever going to slow down. But um, what what do you see for guys like Phil where you had to kind of fit something into their specific calendar or schedule or things like that in terms of how frequent should cyclists be doing it? Depending, I know it's depending upon their, their level of abilities and, and their schedules and their issues. Um. I think I think Phil does it on his rest days. I think he he does a routine um, uh, once a week, but possibly more often. Um, I think doing a routine, any amount of of what you're doing is great. First of all, um, I would say if you're going to do an hour a week, it would be better to do six ten minute segments. Oh, wow. uh, versus one hour long class. Now, okay. if you prefer to do an hour long class or if, if, you know, whatever it is you need or feel and, and you want to do it your way versus my recommendation, then just the fact that you're doing something is fantastic. Um, but I think, um, you know, like, like cleaning your bike, for instance, right? Like, <laughs> you know, it's better to wipe your chain off a little bit regularly versus do one massive cleaning every three months. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I think uh, doing a little bit of work on our, our muscles and soft tissues um, and our bones, you know, yoga is really good for the bone density, which is an issue for cyclists. Um, just being consistent about that work is, uh, is very helpful. You know, you clean your bike, you want to clean your body too. So, um, yeah, and Phil, Phil's been a super fun guy to work with. I know he's really busy oh, yeah. and I'm grateful that he fit me into his schedule and, um, uh, for the listener, if you do do any of the videos that are on his channel, we, we did a yoga video that's got some a little bit of core, but uh, it's mostly pretty light. Uh, and then we did a core series that has a much harder workout, and we did a very short uh, post-workout light stretch. Um, and we were very thorough in designing those together, he and I. Right. Um, he would always, I would send him a rough draft, and he would do it. And tell me how he felt and and give some suggestions and then i would make the final draft and uh he was a super fun guy to work with um and um i had been listening to podcasts and heard him talking about doing yoga so i i knew i could hit him up and possibly um get his interest 
um, our relationship started by me sending him just cookie jokes, just cookie memes. <laughs> and I, you know, I'll send random memes, um, to, to different people, you know, higher level people and, and not expect anything, but I think I sent a couple and there was no response. And then one day I saw a like, like a, you know, you like click yeah, yeah. the thing. And I was like, Oh, he's actually reading the stuff I'm sending. And then he, he started, I kept sending them and he started responding to them. He's like, where do you find these? This is really funny. <laughs> and, um, so we bonded through our sense of humor and, um, and then I, I was going to be in LA, um, for a weekend. And I said, Hey, um, I'm going to be down in your area. I could give you a private lesson if you want. And he's like, Oh, I'm traveling, but, um, you know, it'd be cool to collaborate over yoga or maybe have you on my channel sometime. And so, you know, I, so I kept buzzing in his ear, like little, little fly that I am. And, and, um, you know, how you do here, it, here we are. And, and, um, we've had a great rapport and a good relationship and he's been, you know, behind the scenes, he's been gracious and, and, um, you know, very fun to work with. Um, so he's, he's given me, uh, good praise on the videos, but he's, he's been really cool to me. Um, you know, just emailing back and forth and whatnot. So, right so shout out to Phil and, and yeah. his cookie fondo and all the good work that he does. Uh, the videos yeah. we've done, uh, benefit no kid hungry. So if you do happen to watch one of those after listening to this, uh, don't give me a drop in, give a little drop into no kid hungry. And that's always a cause that, um, appreciates support. That's awesome, man. So, um, and I, by the way, I, I truly wish my co-host Paul Main was here today because his, he's a fan. He's a gigantic fan. I'm, I'm still learning it. I've, I, I can't call myself a fan yet until I get f far enough into it to, to, to get my proverbial shit together. But uh, Paul's, Paul's a big fan, and he, and one of his big 2021 commitments is, is consistency in his yoga. And he was, I told him that we were getting together, and he's like, oh God, I want to be there, but. So Paul, you're here in spirit, man. But so, <laughs> so, so tell me how somebody listening to this can say, by the way, the one hour a week and six by 10 minutes really surprised me because I'm, you know, I'm so in this mentality where if you got to do anything right, there's a minimum amount. It's like going out for a 30 minute ride. You just don't do it because it's not worth it. Right. But, um, but to be able to think about it in terms of these, these moments that, that, anybody can fit into their lives um is is very very enticing so let's say there's somebody listening to this who goes wait a minute i need to check this out i've had issues with this and that and the other thing and you know i, I want to strengthen areas that i might not necessarily use on the bike so what's the first step and then how does that process go from there um for what, what I recommend for them to do or, um, with you specifically, I mean, how, how does somebody, first of all, they contact you and then, and then where's that process? Where would you, where would you assess them and what would be the growth process from there? Um, yeah, well, I, I have different offerings for all different types of, of folks. I mean, the, the best thing for people to do, uh, if they have very specific needs is to work with me one-on-one -on -one, either private lessons or I, I do a, a 40 day, um, custom video series, oh, wow. um, that where I send the 10, 15 minute videos once a week for, you know, for a 40 day chunk. So you develop that habit of just doing it. And once you've done something for 40 days, you know, if, if you're not a flosser and you floss your teeth for 40 days, you're, it's just going to be much easier. <laughs> it's still going to take the same effort, but it's just going to be, you're not even going to think about it. You're just going to do it because that's yeah. just what you do now. Um, so that would be a great thing for people who, um, are interested in that, but I, you know, it's not in everyone's budget. So that is the best way for people to work with me. But, um, I have a variety of yoga for cyclists content on, uh, YouTube and on Amazon prime. I have Phil's video. Um, if people are local in my area, um, they can come to one of the local classes or one of the outdoor oh, wow. classes. And then I, I have just general classes that I stream every week on YouTube that are just donation classes. So depending on, on um, the budget, well, I'm also coming out with, it, it's not live yet, but it, if you're listening to this a few months after this has been um, recorded, I, I have a, a 26 episode, uh, what I call the mobility and core toolkit for oh, cyclists. That's wow. a bunch of 10 minute episodes that has every body part multiple episodes, every body part. And that'll be something budget wise in between, you know, 
taking the donation classes on YouTube and then working with me privately one on one. So, so I'm coming out with that within a month or two. Um, and, um, you, if you want to do an hour, you can just take a few episodes and stack them together. But if you, you know, you come back, you did a five hour ride and you're like, and my shoulders are a bit sore. And it's like, well, which would you like shoulders episode one or episode two? You know, if it's your hip flexors, we have three episodes for that. So it's, um, I've, I've come out with, uh, you know, the, the tools and the assistance to do those, those short practices. Um, and, and long practice, if you're into doing an hour a day or, or, you know, an hour every other day or whatnot, I, I think long practices are awesome, but I think it's, you know, it is most useful just to do a little bit consistently. Um, and if you think about that, like, you know, don't think about 10 minutes and how little that is. Think about over the course of a year. Okay. If you did 10 minutes five times a week and over the course of the year, that's going to be a lot of hours of practice. Just like that, that 30 minute ride. I used to, I, now that I have a kid, I do do 30 minute rides because sometimes that's all I can get out. <laughs> it's I used the only to like, window, if yeah. it's not 20 miles, forget about it. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, but the way I look at it is, is all, it's going to be like putting change in the jar. It seems like nothing, but eventually you got $500 worth of change, you know? Um, and, and there's your new set of wheels. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Uh, so, so keeping track of every little bit and how it all it all adds up, it seems like nothing, but you know, you you add enough millimeters, and and you create, you know, miles and miles, so yeah. or kilometers and kilometers. Yeah. So what, what now under uh, what, you you mentioned the uh, your YouTube channel, you mentioned um, Amazon and things like that. Is there a specific name that people need to search out for? Is it under your specific name of Gabriel Benjamin? Is it Yoga for Cyclists? What's the one? Um, the, I mean, you can find everything I offer at GabrielBenjaminYoga.com, um, and um, um, you can if you Google Gabriel Benjamin Yoga, then that will that will do the trick in terms of popping up. Uh, I think, um, on YouTube, there's a musician named Gabriel Benjamin. So I think if you look for Gabriel Benjamin one or Gabriel Benjamin yoga on YouTube, then, then you can find me easily enough. But, um, my website has links for, for everything nowadays. So, um, Gabriel Benjamin pretty easy to spell out and remember. Yeah. That's even better because that's a center source. I personally, I think people have Googled me before, and one is a really bad, bad uh, comedian on the East Coast, and the other one is a young boy who was murdered in Ireland. So it's it, it's not really oh, wow. a good combination for people to find when they're looking for me too. I know how you feel. So, um, well, I I can speak from. Um, my experience with um, you and I started this conversation a, a while back and and you said, okay, fill out this little questionnaire and tell me some things that, that deal with that you deal with and um, injuries that I've had in the past, uh, areas that I feel weakness or, or, or soreness. I told you about my shoulders that, that tend to, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or it's because I've just been a cyclist and I've been hunched over for so long. And, and within a short 15-minute video, uh, just uh, just doing it a couple times that I have so far, I've I've just I I can feel that it is targeting the areas that I desperately need to pay more attention to, and um, and it is just it's definitely something that I could I could get into, and to know that it is a it, it is a you you say you know a commitment, but it's not necessarily something that we all have to go, okay, if I don't do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an hour and a half each time, I'm going to suck, you know, or something like that. And, and it's a, it's a really great, uh, benefit. And I'm, you, you, I'm open. My eyes are becoming far more open than they ever had in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be days where you're going to have an easier time making it to your little training session, making it to the mat, or oh, maybe yeah. you don't use a mat. But, and then there's going to be days where it's it's not as easy. But, um, you know, the things you learn, um, you can apply when you're not doing the yoga. Some deep breath, it's oh. great on a stressful day. Uh, having a little bit better posture, you know, if if we have better posture when we're sitting and standing on the bike. It's, it's hard to have great posture. You can definitely improve, yeah. uh, how much your spine is rounded, but, um, you know, the, the more you can not be closing off your chest when you're j- just sitting around and, and different things that that all adds up a lot too. Um, and, uh, yeah, the less you beat yourself up about 
how much you should be doing or how good you should be at the, the given thing, um, I think the more likely you're going to uh, make it to make it to the mat or make it to your, yeah. your training session. Right on. Well, uh, Gabriel, thank you for, for your time and thank you for uh, just a little bit of insight in terms of, in terms of this, this great opportunity that cyclists should probably be taken care of, um, especially because we tend to focus on one specific thing, and that's just cycling, 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 and not understanding that there's so much more involved in, in terms of strengthening, in terms of flexibility and recovering. Um, GabrielBenjaminYoga.com is the website, correct? That is correct. Right on. Is it okay if I ask you a question? Please do. Because you're you're a father and your son's a cyclist as well. Is he that is, right? Yeah. Uh, my uh, I, I guess you'd call me a father. He's 21 now, but yeah, he is a cyclist <laughs> and and he's a lot faster than I am, and I hate that every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's up? Um, I'm just really curious um, how your experience was as, as a cyclist when you became a new dad and then also how you feel um, about cycling with your son and, and just the sort of uh, the rigors and the danger of sport in terms of um, fatherhood and, and all of that. You know, first of all, I, I love that, that I'm answering something. It's so weird to be in this position, but, <laughs> but um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I always I used to make the joke when when my son was first born that it was the oh well I'll I'll, I'll have time to train as soon as the baby's potty trained or I'll have time to train when he's in school or I'll have time to train you know and it, and it kept getting moved um I there is always time it's just a matter of those priorities I've known some cyclists who have shunned those priorities and have regretted it later in life and um personally as as a father who who i my son and i obviously are on the show all the time and we have a very good uh relationship with each other i'm so glad that um that that we we grew together Uh, and i know that sounds a little campy but um in terms of finding time to ride there's always time to ride my wife and i established a kind of an agreement at one point in time she looked at me at at a, a a certain point in time and she said I don't want to see you on Saturday mornings between 7 a.m. and noon. She says, I know that this is a part of your life, and and I'll, it's my turn to take the kid from 7 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. And that used to be the day that I just started out and going and riding with my buddies. And I would fit it in whenever I could the rest of the time. I didn't have to worry about necessarily being, uh, you know, a national champion or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, and, and then and the safety issue, I think, is always going to be there. I started cycling when I was so young that I just be, it just became something that was almost second nature, that I was just used to dealing with cars in and out and things like that. And, and knock on wood, I'm, I'm still I'm still out there um, when my fun, when my son first started cycling. I will say that uh, there there was that concern um, we did. Sp- my my history is in road, but um, he fell in love with mountain biking when we first started, and um, and that's where we went for a long time. But his you know his his attention shifted to the road and to gravel and things like that. So um, I just I don't know uh, you know there are a lot of conversations nowadays about about safety and about driver attentiveness and things like that. And um, I I I'm on the fence between do I live my life in fear of a of a driver or or do i continue to pursue the sport i love so much and i guess that's an individual decision if you know what i'm saying i don't know if that's a cop-out but that's where i am yeah yeah i mean a lot more people die of of heart disease yeah yeah. um so i think it's you know it seems like a dangerous thing to ride a bike but it's maybe more dangerous not to you know yeah um but um, I've, I, it's just been on my mind a lot. You know, people are like, oh, your son's going to want to ride. And I'm like, I'm not going to push him to do that. Yeah. You know, if, if he wants to, then I'll help him and it's going to be great. But if he wants to be a swimmer, if he wants to play chess or whatever he wants oh, yeah. to do, it's like, like, all right, go, go do that and have, have fun. Be safe. Wear your helmet anyway. Yeah. And that's, and that's <laughs> what we, exactly. And that's what we were. He was, he was into uh, soccer for a very, very long period of his life. And um, his, his cycling passion has just developed, I'd say within the last 
probably seven or eight years. He he always rode. We always rode for enjoyment, but he he never really became truly into it. I guess you could say until those years. Um, but we were we were soccer parents for for decades. Oh my God, we were soccer parents. <laughs> Did you have the minivan? Well, no, we, we had the SUV, though. That's for sure. Okay. We, we were those ones. And uh, yeah, many times driving all over the uh, our, our state of Washington, where I am, uh, back and forth to the other side of the state to be able to attend a soccer game and then back again. And, oh, God, it was crazy. But you know what? My parents did it to me. We just went to bike races. So that's part of the gig. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that I can design a minivan that, that works for like a personal van life camping cycling trip, oh. but then also works for like maybe that seats can fold down or I don't know. I haven't looked into it too much yet, but I'm hoping that I can find one that works for, for both my adventures and then the family stuff. There you go. It's a, um, it's a magical time for that, man. The rigs are getting really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The cycling van life has definitely become yep. a big thing, a yep. big thing. Well, hey, man, thanks again for your time. Um, and and for, for our listeners, get over and, and check out everything at GabrielBenjaminYoga.com, as I stated earlier. Um, and hopefully we'll all become better because of it. Thanks, man. Thank you so much, Patrick. This has been awesome. So there you are. It's, it's not that big of an intimidation factor, right? guy's chill he's relaxed he's a cyclist he knows what it's like to be in that situation and he knows the benefits of something as positive but you know mentally physically all across the board is yoga and i'm going to give it myself i'm going to give it a shot he sent me one video i think we mentioned that in the show just to kind of trial things out really slow kind of stretching things for my shoulders i have i have kind of messed up shoulders and so it's nice to be able to to get some very specific exercises in which to do from that so be sure and check out gabriel and all the things he has to offer and be sure and stick with us once again club pack filler is going to be happening very shortly and you do not want to miss out we've got um, early subscriber benefits wink wink ding it's going to be something you're going to want to get on board with very soon so if you're looking for more information be sure and check out everything over at packfiller.com that's our website that's where the merch is going up that's where the membership information is going up and you're going to be able to stay tuned and have some fun with those of us all right keep the rubber side down stay warm wear a mask stay away from each other so we can have big huge events this year god please let us have big huge events this year catch you next time Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.